Welcome to The Bomar Show. We are your hosts, Josh and Sarah Bomar. We hope this podcast will motivate, educate, and entertain you. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to The Bomar Show. This is going to be a solo podcast today, and if you are here, I assume it's because you either A, need help with this topic, B, you like the sound of my voice, or C, you think you may have an issue in the future with your passport and or traveling internationally, and you want to be as prepared as possible. Whatever the reason, hi, um, we are going to be talking today about the last two months of pure stress, hell, and agony, and I don't mean to sound dramatic, but when you consider how much time, money, energy, effort, planning, organization, logistics, etc., have went into the trip that I will be referencing, um, it has been quite stressful. So we're going to kind of start at the beginning of the last two months and go through the passport issues, what we did to try to rectify said issues, any possible solutions, help I can provide for you guys. This was going to be a like 20, 25 minute podcast if I had to guess. And I didn't want to have 9 million little dots on my Instagram story. I didn't want to have to, you know, save all of those to a highlight. I didn't think this was an appropriate blog topic. So I figured I would just slap the information up in a podcast. And if it helps even one person, great, because I really don't feel like there's a lot of help out there when it comes to this topic. So from the beginning of time, without getting too detailed of our trip. So about six months ago, we planned this trip. Um, It's a very long trip to Tanzania and it was broken up into four different parts. Josh was going to go for the entire time. I was going to go for the last part and I think we had one, two, three, four, five, six people coming between us, cameramen, etc. So when I said at the beginning of this podcast, like that just the organization and logistics and especially now with the COVID testing that you need 72 hours beforehand and just the sheer amount of planning that went into this trip to get it ready for, for everything to happen in and of itself was stressful. And then when you throw in this passport issue, the amount of stress that it has caused me the last month, I'm literally shocked. I didn't get a stomach ulcer. I rarely get headaches. And for the last two weeks, I've pretty much had a headache every single day. And I know there are bigger problems in the world, but this is just what we were dealing with. So if you don't want to listen to this, then stop listening. So beginning of time, no, the beginning of this story. So Josh's passport was set to renew in August, which was in the middle of the planned trip with the original dates. And with a lot of countries, you actually can't even travel if your passport expires within three months. So The ultimate moral of the story is Josh really should have just 
renewed his passport when I told him to in January, but that is beside the point. So he submitted for an expedited renewal at the beginning of May with the intent to leave at the end of July. So over eight weeks of time when he submitted his passport, the passport agency was quoting six weeks for expedited passports to come back. So we knew we were cutting it close, but we did feel like there was going to be enough time. So he submitted the application, the passport photo, the check with the payment, and little known fact, you can actually also submit a second check to have your finalized passport overnighted back to you. There is a passport fee calculator on the travel.state.gov website that you can determine how much that second check should be if you want your finalized passport to be overnighted back to you. So we did not know that at first. Glad we know it now. Would have sent that check in a heartbeat because it was like $17, but didn't know um, when we originally submitted the passport. So submitted the renewal, sent in his old passport, you know, the whole nine yards, yada, yada, yada. Submitted it on the website, you on the travel.state.gov website, you can track the status. He had the status. It showed that they received it on May 19th and that it was marked as expedited. Great. Wonderful. Got really busy. Kind of forgot about it. About four weeks ago, I asked Josh, I was like, isn't it weird? You like haven't got your passport back. So he checked the website and it still showed processing. That's kind of strange, but okay, you know, it has been only like exactly six weeks. So we'll check again next week. Checked again next week. So we're three weeks out from a trip that has about, what did I calculate? 65 flights between six people. Mm -hmm. So there's just a lot of moving parts here. So I'm starting to get a little stressed because this was a very expensive trip and the dates were pertinent. So about three weeks out, checks it again, still says processing. I'm like, okay, maybe it's, maybe it's time to panic. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? I did see on the website that they do emergency passport appointments. If you are 72 hours away from international travel, like that'll be, that'll be our plan B. That'll be our backup. You also can't book those appointments until you are two weeks out from being 72 hours out of your international flight. So I couldn't really look to see what was available until he was two weeks out. But just for fun, I was like, what if I just make up a flight? And I looked and there were no appointments available for this mythical date of, you know, I was just looking. And then I really started to panic because that was kind of, you know, our our fallback. That was our plan B. And I looked in Minneapolis, I looked in Detroit, and I also looked in Chicago. No appointments. I then looked in every state. I think there's about 25 or 26 passport agencies around the country that will issue same day or next day passports, obviously for an expedited fee, but you need to have an appointment. So again, I start freaking out, but I'm like, okay, maybe it's because the dates are just too soon and all these appointments are already booked up. So when the two week mark came around, I looked again and still no appointments. So I'm getting ahead of myself. So we're at the three week mark and I am panicking, like I said, 
take a shot every time I say panic. So I make a post on Instagram and I just say, hey, we're dealing with a passport issue. Does anyone have any suggestions? And, you know, the overwhelming amount of people said, yeah, just go to your post office and they'll handle it. This is false. The post office can literally do nothing except for submit your application for you. The post office can do nothing. Your library can do nothing. The only government standing agency that can do anything are those passport agencies that are very few and far between and not in every state. So that was not (laughs) helpful. Um, But the tips that were helpful, which I never would have thought of had I not made a post, a lot of people suggested to reach out to our local government or even our senators to see if they had any congressional poll to help us with the passports. So I found our Iowa state senator and he got me in contact with our senator's office and put me in contact with the right person. He said this actually happened to a couple a few weeks ago, their passport, they were five days out for their honeymoon, yada, yada, yada. They ended up getting their passport, you know, like the day before or something outrageous. So I reached out to her. She said she would flag it as, you know, this passport needs to be expedited. This passport has congressional interest and that she was going to follow up because we did still have a lot of time at like three weeks out. So she said that was a great thing that we reached out so soon. We didn't wait until we were like, you know, five days out from a trip. So I think this was on a, this was on a Thursday. I said, okay, I'll just, I have to patiently wait until Monday to reach out and just like check in. So I reached out on Monday to check in. She said she didn't have an update. I said, okay, that's really fine. She said she was going to check on Thursday. I said, okay, that's fine. I'll just wait. And in the meantime, I reached out to our other senator and you submitted, when you reach out to anyone in politics, you have to submit like this privacy form and each form is different for that specific office or that specific representative. So I had to fill out, you know, a second privacy form, which was fine, reached out to our other senator, gave her the same story. She said she was also going to work on it. And then I also had one of my followers reach out and said she would help me in her free time. And she was an intern for a congressman. So she was helping me a little bit, um, like I said, in her free time. And so we had one congressman and two Iowa senators, the only two Iowa senators, helping us with this passport. So didn't hear anything back on Thursday with a status. I was checking the travel website every single day just for an update. There was no update. And back to the passport agency, we were trying to schedule an appointment every single day because at this point, Josh was just going to have to fly either to literally anywhere in the country that had an open appointment for him to get a passport because it just wasn't looking promising that it was going to be mailed to us in time. So one thing that I did learn is that their system refreshes every night at midnight in the time zone that the office is in. So if you're looking at the Minneapolis office, it's going to refresh in the central time zone. If you're looking at the Detroit office, it's going to refresh in the Eastern time zone. So when they have an appointment canceled, so let's say they had an appointment canceled today, they wouldn't show that appointment as being available until the following like 12.01 a.m. So after midnight when their system refreshes, which I don't understand how is the United States of America, like that's the system to have a very important passport appointment system. But 
they're not asking me for my opinion, but that is my opinion. So if you are trying to schedule a passport appointment at one of these agencies, that's going to be my biggest tip is get on at midnight and refresh, have all of your information loaded and ready to go to see if by some grace of God, you can get an appointment. But like I said, again, you can only book them two weeks out at 72 hours prior to travel, which is very stressful. Obviously, if you have an international trip coming up and you don't have a passport three days beforehand, um, hi, your stress levels are going to be through the freaking roof. Not only that, but 100% of international travel right now is requiring a negative COVID test within 72 hours of departure. Some are even saying 72 hours before arrival. So there's just a lot of timing and planning that's going into travel in general right now, but especially international travel. So back to Josh's passport. So every night for two weeks, either Josh or I would set our alarms for 1155. We would get up, we would put in the information, see if there was a passport appointment. There wasn't. So we don't have the passport and we are about a week out from his departure date at this point in time in this story. So we decided that if he didn't have a passport or if he didn't have an update by the Monday before he was supposed to leave on a Wednesday, he was just going to fly up to Minneapolis to see if he could do a walk-in appointment. Now, on their website specifically says no walk-in appointments available. I'd also like to point out that I did email the generic, I think it's NCIS or NCI something, though generic email that is on the travel.state.gov website. I emailed them on July 8th and ironically they emailed me back today, July 22nd with a generic copy and paste response that had nothing to do with my original request. So don't count on the email and the 877 number also is so busy at all times, no matter what time you call that the the, the dial tone will just go to busy and it will drop your call completely. The closest I got to actually speaking to a human being, they put me at a 90 minute wait and at minute 89, the tone went to busy and they dropped my call. So there isn't a number to even call to see like, can I have a status? Are you shipping this in time? Can you help me make an, a, a passport appointment? There's even a phone number for life or death situations if you need an emergency passport, if a relative is, you know, has died in an international country. And even that phone number was not even operable at this time. So obviously I wasn't going to use that as an excuse, but I was, I called it just to see if anyone could get me in contact with the right person. And the phone number just went silent. So phone doesn't work. There's only one generic 877 number for every single passport agency. They weren't responding to their generic email. We could not get a passport agency appointment despite waking up every week or every day for two weeks at midnight trying to see if their system would refresh. So on Monday before Josh was set to leave on Wednesday, he flew up to Minneapolis to see if they would even let him inside the federal building and they did not. So the woman that was working at the agency had no one that she was helping. She was just sitting there waiting for her next appointment. I think Josh sat there for about two hours trying to figure something out. And she told him a few times, like, even if someone has canceled today, you couldn't take their appointment. So to me, like, like I said, it's just the most asinine system that I've ever heard, especially given how 
backed up they are with passports and the fact that they can't even answer their 877 phone number that someone flies up to an agency and they can't even help them. So that was Monday. We kind of just decided that the trip wasn't going to happen. I ended up moving flights um, for like six days later just so that I didn't have to cancel them and then try to use airline credit. So I did end up moving the flights, but we were just like, you know what, this probably isn't going to happen. It's not like we could have just shifted the dates. These were very specific dates for this trip. And we had paid for the entire trip for all of those days. So we kind of just as like the pit in my stomach, just thinking about losing all that money and not having the trip to go on. Like, but we had to just kind of realize like, this might be the reality. Like, yes, you submitted your passport now. We're nine weeks after submitting an expedited passport that was supposed to take six weeks. Yes, we have two senators working on this. Yes, we have one congressman working on this. You can't get into an agency. They're not answering their 877 number. The generic email has not emailed me back at this point. So we just kind of looked at each other and said, this might just be a loss. And... We kind of were at peace with it um, after Josh got back on Monday from Minneapolis. And Tuesday was just normal. I was emailing. We Each um, senator's office would call us at night with an update, basically saying the same thing over and over again. It shows as processing. It shows as expedited. It shows as flagged. It shows your travel date. It shows that there's congressional interest. Unfortunately, we just don't have an update. And so... Um, that was Tuesday night and Wednesday morning, we went to the gym like normal. Wednesday was the day Josh was supposed to leave. And we come back to his passport sitting on our front step. No one signed for it because no one was home at the time. It was just sitting on the front step in an overnighted envelope, overnighted that we didn't pay for. I would have gladly paid tenfold for getting it overnighted back to us. And I, while I was very excited, I was, I'm still extremely confused over the fact that the Senator's office called us the night before to tell us there was no movement. When I checked on the travel website, it still said in processing, I had signed up for email notification to be alerted as soon as tracking went out. I did not get tracking for that passport until 10 hours after it was delivered. Would he still have left on Wednesday had we known? No, absolutely not, because you do need a 72-hour negative PCR test before leaving on an international trip. So, no, he the flights would need to have been moved regardless. But the fact that, like I said, the United States government sent me a tracking number 10 hours after his passport arrived on our doorstep is mind boggling to me. So I, I wish like I could give like some sort of like sliver of hope, but I literally had none. Like we literally, <laughs> literally had chucked this trip up to a loss. We were just, we were at peace with it. We said, all right, you know what? There is literally again with the literally, there is absolutely nothing more that we could have done absolutely nothing more. So 
maybe this is just God's way of saying, don't go on this trip. I don't know. And then the passport shows up out of nowhere on the, on a random Wednesday morning with no tracking and no one had to sign for it. It's truly mind boggling. <laughs> like the fact that then I emailed both the senator's offices and I was like, so the passport arrived and they're like, they were supposed to call us when that tracking was sent to you guys. And I'm like, I don't have tracking yet. And like I said, tracking showed up 10 hours after uh, the passport was actually delivered. So moral of this 1920-ish minute just story, I guess, um, if you're having, so <laughs> my first tip is if your passport is expiring within the next six months, just renew it now. If you need a passport within the next six months, just submit your application now. Pay for the expedited fee, pay for the overnight shipping back to you. If you have a similar passport story, like something that I just described to you, try reaching out to your local state or you know local representatives and see if they can help. They do handle issues in the order of which you are supposed to leave. You do have to submit you know, your itinerary. So that way they, they know that you actually have a trip coming up and you're not just trying to get your passport back quicker without having a, a scheduled flight. But I, I don't know what the catalyst was. I don't know if it was our senators. I don't know if it was Josh going to the passport agency and maybe that woman flagged his passport. I literally have no idea what helped us because so many things were going on at once. Obviously, we are extremely grateful. Now the trip is still happening. I have spent the last two days completely redoing flights. We had to redo COVID schedules. We had to redo visas. The amount of things that I had to redo, obviously, I'd rather that than lose out on the trip completely. But if you can plan ahead, that's what I would do to avoid all of this stress. If you are in the middle of this stress, I feel for you. I, the last, like I said, the last month was just so frustrating not being able to get answers from anyone. And unfortunately, you know, that's kind of the story for a lot of people that have sent me messages saying they're experiencing the same thing. So that's kind of the whole passport story in a nutshell. I'm sure this is like the most boring podcast in the world. If you listen to it, and you're like, this literally does not apply to me. But I, <laughs> I knew I couldn't do this on an Instagram story because there's just so much information and so many things that were going on at once to try to get this thing done. So if this helps you at all, wonderful. If not, hey, it was only 22 minutes of your life. So we'll see you guys over in episode 29. Maybe it'll be a trip recap and we can give you all the details of all of the things that we were doing. But thanks for listening. Hope it helped.